Thank you for joining us for Still Speaking, a podcast from Ivanhoe Congregational Church. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. We are a United Church of Christ in Mundelein, Illinois, and an open and affirming congregation. This podcast aims to explore scripture through conversation with the purpose of discovering new insights and enhancing individual faith practices. God is still speaking, and we are all listening to discern a message for today and deepen our faith. Welcome to our very first podcast, number one, Faithful Listeners. I'm your host, Shelley Grow, and I'm joined by Pastor Chris Hewitt of Ivanhoe Congregational Church. Thanks for joining me. This is so exciting. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. We ask that you prepare your mind and your heart for contemplation. If you're listening while you're on the road or running errands, we certainly hope that you might find a way to integrate your life and faith. And if you are able to be in a spot where you can take a seat and breathe, please make yourself comfortable and take a moment to release the stress of your day. Today's meditation begins with the scripture from Luke 10, 38 to 42. Would you read the scripture for us? Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Okay, so I think a lot of us can relate to Martha in this scripture. I know as a working mom, I'm often feeling very distracted by trying to get dinner on the table and my kids want my attention and that amps up quite a bit when it's the holidays and I've got a household of people coming in and trying to make sure the bedrooms are ready and the turkey's going to be done on time or whatever it is that we're trying to get done and that can become the highest order initiative, um, whether or not it should be. So um, I'd like it if you could give us a little bit of context on the scripture and tell us why is Martha working so hard um, in the kitchen? So if we, if we back up um, to the beginning of Luke chapter 10, we have a story where Jesus uh, commissions and sends out 70 disciples. Uh, some people say it's 70, some people say 72. That doesn't really matter for us. We know that there's, there's a whole group of, of 70 disciples who have been instructed. They go out, they return. They're considering how they integrate their, their faith and their service. And so one of them asked Jesus uh, about what's, what's most important, how, how they're supposed to find the fullness of life. He, he asks about eternal life, but we, we know that we find the eternal, uh, we find the fullness of life, that, that's our eternal life, that gift from God through Jesus. Uh, so Jesus asks him back, what, what does scripture say? He recounts the, the great commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and our neighbor as ourself. Jesus says he's, he's answered correctly. That's, that's do this and you will live. You'll find the fullness of your life in that. Um, but then he asks about who, who's my neighbor. And, and Jesus tells this parable of the Good Samaritan. And he turns back to ask which one 
was a neighbor, not who my neighbor is, but what does it mean to act like a neighbor? And he says, the one who shows mercy. So uh, the fullness of life is about loving God, loving ourselves, treating our neighbors as as we would want to be treated, uh, living through that that love and life and, and service. And then, so that that's the, the verse before our verse. Now, as they were on, going on their way, they went to a certain village and found a woman named Martha who welcomed him into her home. So traditionally, we would think Jesus and Mary and Martha, um, but we most likely could expand our mind to think about uh, 12 more disciples. But what if it was all of these 70-some people coming to our house? That That's just entirely overwhelming. If if indeed this is the context, we can totally understand why she's so overwhelmed. Um, you know, that's, that's more people than we can comfortably fit in our fellowship hall here at the church. Uh, there's no way we could fit that many people at our at our home. And so here she thinks that she's doing the right thing by taking care of all of these of people. Yeah. She's, you know, giving a bed and feeding people just as she should as, as a good servant of the Lord. And yet um, she's feeling burdened. She's feeling overwhelmed. She has to do it all because her sister is not doing what she's, you know, Martha feels she's obligated to do. Martha feels like she's taking on the bulk of the work. And I think this is something that we all can relate to at one time or another, where we feel like we're always the ones who are taking out the garbage. We're always the ones who, you know, are doing the laundry. Um, But there's a flip side to that. The other aspect of, you know, hospitality that by taking on the work, Martha also made it possible for Mary to have some of that time and space to listen um, which is a gift in and of itself. Um, so I think that there are a lot of different perspectives, and it's really easy to identify with one character or another in the story, but it's important to um, be able to step back and kind of evaluate the entire scene. Can you talk to that a little bit? I think we're we're often tempted to do that. We we see um, lots of, of disconnection and, and people choosing up sides in, in our world today, and we, we often yin-yang one way or the other. But I think this, true, this story truly is about integration, that, that we, we don't simply choose to identify with Mary or Martha, but we recognize that Mary, that we are all Mary and Martha, and, and it's a matter of, of making those choices of, of which role is most important at this time. That, um, that having the, the gift of, of being able to listen to Jesus was, was the privilege of that moment. And, and that's where the focus of this conversation goes about choosing the, the better uh, role at the time was about listening. And, and, but, but we're all, we are all Mary and Martha in our lives, that, that it's not about being a contemplative listener or about a, a busy do-gooder. It, it, we are all those things all of the time. It's just what what what's the choice of what's the, the highest priority at in this moment. I'd like to dig into that a little sure. bit more. Um, you know, as I'm listening to you talk about how to be in the moment and how to prioritize what's most important, um, there's really a message about hearing God's word in, in everyday activity and being open to those signs or signals, or sometimes we describe them as nudges in sure. our life that we need to um, allow to draw us back into the mm-hmm. present and to be more aware. Can you share some examples of, of what that might look like? Or, Well, I'm wondering... Um... So in terms of, of two women in two roles in this story, um, oftentimes we're drawn to, to try to find that balance in our lives. 
but um, and, and we certainly do need to do that. But I'm wondering, there, there's people who who more talk about you know balance isn't something we can ever achieve, and and we get ourselves worked up by trying to find balance. That it's more important to 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 go where your heart's calling you and find that passion and find that that joy in that. What what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a lot of um, truth to that, and it's something that everybody can benefit from meditating on is understanding not just, you know, what has to be done, but um, but what is the right thing to be done, um, whether it's as simple as, um, you know, trying to be busy accomplishing something and then having a small child or a sunset catch your attention instead and realizing that the dishes can wait, it's more important that you're... Um, you know, taking that moment to pause and realize the awesomeness of God or taking that moment to sit on the floor and build a block tower with a child because that's truly what's more important. Um, and in our digital age, I think that that's something that we need to be extra clued into. Yeah, um, that's and aware a great of. point. So, uh, you know, in terms of, I guess, my worry in in recommending balance or, or seeing uh, the, the dual roles of this story is is that we often think we have to do it all um and the truth is we can't we can't do it all and and we can't be you know as a church we can't be all things all people as pastor i can't i can't do it all and so to find where where my heart sings where my passion is and and pursue that with joy so that i can do uh do the best role that that god has gifted me to be and and fulfill my calling so the um, there's a great quote that that talks about um where, where your greatest source of joy intersects with the needs of the world. That's that's where we find our calling because we are called to be of, of service to others. And so there's an active role in the story. But but we also need to listen, um, like the story calls us to do, to, to where God is still speaking in our lives today and where God's calling us to go and find that joy in, in service. Um, you know, there's there's another uh, great quote that, that says, um, the greatest enemy of God's will for your life is all the good things others want you to do. <laughs> so there, there's so there's so many things. You know, we can open our our Facebook feed and and find all the good things that our friends are doing or <laughs> campaigns that are going on in the world that we want to be a part. But we can't do it all, and we can't be a part of it all. And and that just stresses us out that there's so many um, things going on and so many things we want to be a part of. But we need to choose, you know, just one at a time and be present in that moment and in that project and do the best with that we can and and try to serve the neighbor right in front of us. Yeah. And as I've heard you say, it's not just about the, you know, to-do list or what we need to be doing, but it's about what we need to be being. <laughs> well, that's, I, I think that might be part of the, the gift of the way that this story ends is, is, um, Jesus says that, that Mary chose the better part. So how just being in that moment and, and remembering that we are in God's presence, what a gift that is sometimes when we have such a busy day to take a moment and realize, uh, where we are and what we're doing and and to always remember that that we're we're a beloved child of god um you know it, it's not only who we are but whose we are and in a relationship with god we can remember how how loved and special um because we do get too overwhelmed and um by our busyness and and by the needs of the world but but we can do our part and we can find joy in it Building on that, um, so being able to focus on the moment and um, choose what the what the best thing is that we should be doing with our heart or mind at that moment. There's also this um, 
perspective of being joyful in everything that we do. And so even the most mundane tasks can be a great pleasure if we remember why we're doing it and who we're in service of. Can you speak to that? I think think you're right on um, when uh, Jesus critiques Martha for being uh, distracted by many things. If we're distracted by all of the tasks or or all the details of the recipe, um, it's too much and we don't remember why we're doing it or who we're doing it for. And we we have our our friends or our family or whoever has come over and, and hospitality is such a gift to be able to sit, but but you have to be able to enjoy it. Once you put all that time into preparing that table or cleaning your house or preparing the meal, you, you, the best part is to sit and, and, and eat it and, and find relationship and fellowship. And, and that's why you spent all that time preparing something is so that it can be enjoyed and it can be a gift to your friends and family. But, but you are also that gift, that gift of relationship and enjoying it. Um, I think you're right on that's the key, that we have to remember what we're doing it for and, and find the, the meaning in it. Awesome. Well, you've given us a lot of food for thought here. And I know one of the goals of these conversations is that we're giving ourselves and our listeners something to meditate on throughout the week. I know some of the takeaways for myself are to integrate um, life and faith, uh, to slow down so that um, we can be in the moment and um, and choose that better Um, part to focus on and the invitation to connect. So really um, maximizing the simple joy of the relationships that we have. Thank you. So here's the takeaway that I'd like to leave everyone with this quote by William Barclay, who said, there are two great days in a person's life, the day when we are born and the day when we discover why. So maybe uh, that's an invitation to, to consider how you find some balance this week for, for your own good as well as for the well-being of our community to, to stop and to turn around and to listen to how, is, how God is still speaking in your life, to, to feel it with your whole heart, what God is calling you toward and leading you toward to, to build up our community and what a gift that will be for the whole world to take time to listen to what is important beyond all of those things that remind us that we're too busy to find the better part, which which for me is Jesus Christ. And I hope that you might find a, a better part in your week to, to be a disciple, to remember that we're followers of Jesus, just like Mary and Martha, that we can also say that we have chosen the better part. Thank you, Pastor, for sharing your insights with us. Would you mind leading us in a closing prayer? Friends, listeners, may the presence of God's Spirit be strength within you, calling you, holding you, shaping you, that you might listen and find where God is still speaking in your life today and find a blessing of trust to share through caring the hope that is in you. Go in peace to find the places to which God has called you Celebrate who you are and where you are and know that you are the beloved of God. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for this podcast from Ivanhoe Congregational Church. We are a 19th century church founded in 1838, but we want to be relevant for the 21st century. This podcast is one attempt at outreach. 
We hope you'll join us for worship in Mundelein, Illinois, on any Sunday morning at 10 a.m. where you can be part of our gathered community. We aim to offer a warm welcome and a meaningful message. We also welcome your feedback. You can find us on Facebook or visit our website at ivanhochurch.org. That's I-V-A-N-H-O-E church.org. Blessings to you with grace and peace.